Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to our very second episode of the oddreflections.com podcast. Uh, tonight we are featuring with another very odd personality I've known for more years than I've not known him. Uh, his name is John Paul Kessling, and he is an artist. And he's got a gallery in at Red Arrow Gallery in Nashville, Tennessee. And he's currently got a show on exhibit at the Tim Faulkner Gallery in Louisville, Kentucky. You can uh, see more of his work at johnpaulkessling.com. And he's most active on Instagram, where he can be found at, at John Paul Kessling. That's K-E-S-L-I-N-G. Is that right, John? That is correct. Well, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good, Brian. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. So, uh, what happened? How did you get into art? Were you, did, were you doing that when, when we were still in high school? Um, yeah, I think, I uh, remember uh, we had Mr. Sylvester. Did you, were you in there in high school? In the uh, Salmon. I, I was only up in that building for plastics, I think, <laughs> and some other drafting class. Yeah. Just some yeah. other goof off. That's where they kept the cutlery. The, the the one class where we did like uh, graphic art design with silk screening and some darker one. Oh, okay, yeah. So I started in yeah I started in high school. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what kind of mediums do you work in? Nearly all of them, um, which I always feel a bit like like that I'm showing off saying that, but it's just that I used to work in an art supply store for a long time when I was living in Brooklyn, and so I got a lot of the damaged pro- products. Okay. So I just got the stuff for free, and then uh, you know, so I used it. Made use of. Yeah, yeah. So make you make good of old waste. Yeah, so that's a good thing to do. Yeah. When did? Uh, how was Brooklyn? Uh, I, I I noticed on uh, you had some photos along a little long time ago on on uh, uh, social media of you in New York and yeah. what, the, what that was like. Yeah, I was there about six years right after I finished grad school in Savannah, yeah. and um. I would say out of those six years, about like two of them were pretty good and like not in a row, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard when you don't have money, really. Uh-huh. It's hard to like, you know, have several New jobs. New York's very expensive. Yeah. And honestly, just like the amount of time a day just commuting and like all the things that ex- are just exhausting, really. And uh, so it was hard to find time, like, or, or at least it was hard for me to find the motivation to make work. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I did take in a lot by going to openings and things and seeing all the the art in person. You know, that was. I'm sure that was very educational into the getting into the world of art. It was, and looking back on on the time I spent there, I think, and I tell people this that like, if I would have if I would have uh, taken all the money I spent in graduate school or for graduate school and just used that to like pay rent, yeah, and live in New York. I would have gotten a very good education as well, you know, being there. Experience beats everything. Yeah. It, it's hard to get the real world out of a classroom. Yeah. Like, and, and what I do, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's mostly self-taught and experience and situational yeah. things that have led to my knowledge that, that made me, make me good at what I do. I, yeah. If I am. A, but um, I, I, do, I, I, I do believe experience trumps education in, in most ways. Yeah. And when I was there, I had... Uh, I was lucky enough to be in a building with a lot of other artists, my mm-hmm. studio building. And I uh, eventually got a job like helping a, a, like a painter who's, you know, been around for a while 
as her studio assistant. And she's an amazing painter. Uh, her name's Angela Dufresne. And just being in her studio was so inspiring and seeing her work ethic mm-hmm. and then seeing just the back of her canvases. And I was prepping her canvases for her and, and spending hours just, you know, and just my other studio mates, they were all great and um, just learned a lot that way. Uh, but what was her process in, in terms of ethic? What do you, what, what, she just what do you was like always at it. I mean, she was in the studio all the time and she also uh, taught at uh, RISD. So she was commuting back and forth and, uh, and just was, she just had a good attitude about it. You know, she made what she wanted. Her attitude is just like, I don't know, you look her up and she's, she has these like early. What's her name again? Angela Dufresne. Angela Dufresne. Yeah. It's spelled like Dufresne. Um, but her last name, but, um, yeah, she's, it was just, you know, just being there and just going to, there's art every night. You can go see like amazing paint, you know, paintings for me is the, you know, uh, my preferred medium. So like, I don't know. I just really um, found a lot of inspiration being there, but I couldn't do anything with it. And I think now that I don't live there, I'm still feeding on that, you know, trying to catch up and produce work based on it. You know, my knowledge of the art world is more of a caricature, more like Andy Warhol in the doors movie or, uh, or, or that sunny in Philadelphia where Danny (laughs) DeVito's got on that ridiculous wig. That's like, (laughs) <laughs> That's like all I know about the art world, and I, I'm I'm sure there's some elements of that that are true. But oh yeah, yeah, it's I mean, people watching is great, you know. And then also it's people just watching people watching at the openings and stuff. There's always like a one lady, like one older lady with like red frame gra- glasses, and then like one like you know bald guy with like a scarf in the summer, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like you just it's like a Where's Waldo of that going out, you know. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, and there's, it's really clicky. That's another thing too. It's it's. Uh, I'm in Nashville now, and it's it's been they've everybody's been so like uh, just supportive is of it me. More laid back in terms of that clickiness. It is, and people just. I mean, people are excited that there's a lot of people are moving to Nashville right now, mm-hmm. and uh, have been for a few years. And uh, it's just there's an excitement around it. Uh, they're excited to have new people who want to make art, right. uh, visual art, and uh, because it's known as a music town, you know. So it's. It's a new thing, and so uh, it's just a different thing. Like, I was embarrassed telling people I was a painter in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Nashville, yeah, I didn't want to tell people because it's like, who isn't a painter, you know? In in Nashville, it's like, it's a rare thing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, people, uh, it's like exotic. Peaks, just a little more. Yeah, yeah. You get a little more attention. Yeah. It's not as dismissive. Oh, like, you're just another artist in New York. Right. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What, did you move to Nashville? Uh, it'll be four years ago this summer, so... You like it? Whatever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Spatially and time-wise, just having the time to work. Um, that's been the biggest thing. Uh, a lot of, you know, boredom. A lot comes from... A lot of creation comes from being bored, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can really dive into that when you have time to, you know, your painting. Absolutely. You know, just just going to... Just being in, having the time to be in the studio and just putting stuff on a canvas, you know, and figuring it out. And then you, you just learn a lot too. just do it by repetition, you know? So I wish I could relate that in, into like a, a physical medium. Um, my, when, when my mind starts to go on that same track, it's more uh, along the lines of comedy or thought or um, something else that's less easily shared. Yeah. I guess that's kind of why I kind of like chose to start a podcast. 
Yeah, oh. you, you can you you can express things verbally that I can't. I can't draw a stick figure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really bad. Yeah. Well, and really, like audio, uh, you know, you're doing it's a physical. Even though it's like, you know, I guess it's it's a it's a fugitive thing as far as like listening. You know, it goes away when it's not when the air isn't vibrating, mm-hmm. but you are moving the air, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, this Tom Waits quote, I think when he was being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something, he was, he said, you know, it's, quote, you know, paraphrasing, but he was, he was said something about like, you know, it's weird that he's made a living just making the air do a funny thing, you know? Yeah. That's like, uh, you know, and you right. think about it that way, it's like... Making vibrations. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a physical thing, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just different. It's a different thing. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that, I like that kind of that, that that line of thinking. Yeah. Well, when you're a creative person, you've you know I've always seen you as a creative person. You know, if you sit still long enough, you're gonna do something. You know, you're gonna, yeah. or you, you'll go crazy. My mind's know? gonna go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna focus on. I get I get obsessed about something, and I'll read everything I can about it until my obsession with it runs over. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a nutrient. Indubitably. Indubitably. Your subject matter. Um, what, what what are some themes you've tried to... Uh, there's a lot of uh, figures, um, uh, mostly humans, uh, are, are, are your subject matter, it seems. Yeah. There are a lot of butts in your paintings. Thank you. A lot of butts. Thank you. Good looking butts. Thanks. Yeah, butts <laughs> a beautiful thing. <laughs> I found that most of the artists that I look at are figurative artists, you know. Um, a lot of them do amazing landscapes, like Klimt, for example, well-known artist. He had the most beautiful landscapes, too. Uh, I don't know if I would have gotten into him as much if I would have seen the landscapes only, or like first, you know. But uh, I think there's just something, I don't know, like that's just, you, you like what you like, you know. And so, and then you want to make work that's like work that you like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, so all my heroes or whatever, or heroines are uh, all, for the most part, figurative artists. Um, but I do really appreciate abstract painting, and uh, and I, I kind of steal a lot from that. You know, every part of my painting, if you get up close, there's things I've directly stolen, like techniques, and uh, and um, so it's exciting for me to see abstract, you know, shows or whatever, um, or landscape painting, and and. Uh, because I can just learn and take and steal stuff from that, you know. I don't. I don't like the term stealing in, in that context. Not physically, just... and removing the paintings from the gallery. Oh well, that is, that's, that's outright theft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. But I, but every everything everybody mimics. You know, we learn as we learn. We mimic. That's how we learn about the world. That's how we learn everything. Yeah. We mimic at start. Yeah, yeah. And then we put our own spin on things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never breastfed as a child. But I've caught. I saw it later in a restaurant, and then I learned from that. <laughs> Did so. she take offense? Uh, she, you know, she. Well, she built a fence physically, <laughs> so it wasn't a. That's funny. So tell some. Tell me something else about Nashville. What's going? What's uh, going on in the art scene in Nashville? It's you know I'm. It. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I when I moved to Nashville, I had never been to Nashville. Just drove straight in. Uh, with a trailer full of my paintings and art stuff, and and 
I thought it was a lot smaller than it was. And so I was thinking, I was like, oh, I live on like a, have like a nice, like an acre of land and, you know, and have like a, a studio there and what, you know, whatever. But I got there and just, you see the skyscrapers or whatever when you're driving in. And, and uh, yeah, it was, you know, I was, it was a different, different than what I thought. But the good thing is, is there was already an art community mm-hmm. um, there, you know, and, and it was growing and, and exciting and, and, uh, and uh, I had, a, you know, a professor that came up from Atlanta, a, uh, a professor from SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, is where I went to graduate school. Uh, he lives in Atlanta now, and he came up and he said that it, there were more exciting things happening in Nashville than Atlanta, which is a much bigger city. Mm-hmm. So it was good. You know, I felt like I was in the right place, you know, at least or at least the right place for, for now. Um, but, um, yeah, I really fell into, I got lucky, and I fell into a couple of uh, group shows, and then and then just met the right people, honestly, and people were, everybody was just very, invi- and invited me in, you know. Yeah, finding the buzz is is important. Uh, yeah. I, I, I need to find buzz. Yeah. Right? Where, where, pe- where people are open to bouncing ideas off each other. Yeah. I like to think out loud, and that's, that seems to be kind of frowned upon. And yeah. Open air, collaborative environment. That's, I think that's where I would, I would be more of. Uh, suited perhaps. yeah i need to find that yeah well as long as you know what you want you know yeah. i think that's important um as long as you're making stuff or like wanting to make stuff mm-hmm. that's the start like that's that's the beginning that's all you need mm-hmm. you know and just don't give up on that you know and then i think that yeah that's where the you know you need the the spark there the kindling is there and then you can yeah, from there, but you know and that's kind of my idea right now i just want to make content and put it out there yeah i've been reluctant to just make my own content um I've tried to get interesting people on like you and Nathan that are very, very skilled at what you do. And, uh, you know, I've, I've known you both for a long time okay. and get uh, your, your takes on the world. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I saw that you had Nathan on, you know, it's, he's one of those people too. It's like, you can, you, he's so creative. He's just bursting with, with creativity. Yeah. And you know, he just wants to make stuff and, yeah. like, and almost like he just, you can't stop him, you know? So, yeah. and it's good. It's good that, you know, yeah, I, I tried to participate so. in the music stuff with them, and but I I, I never was that good at guitar. I, I I tried to pick up bass for a little while, and and they after a while they kind of looked over like, where are you going with that bass? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I was off in my own world. I I, I do that. I kind of I go off in, into my own into my own realm. Yeah, well, I don't know I don't know how it is with you, but I've found that the, the more that I've been uh, out of school and also just like on my, just trying to figure out what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and with, with art, I've always wanted, I'm not going to stop, but I never thought I would stop making paintings, but it's, it's fr- I mean, you could be down in New York, like, you know, you're submitting to shows and that stuff costs money to, you know, it's 30, you know, 25 to 50 bucks to submit to a show and just Very rejection. Yeah. And you're just getting rejected constantly, sending stuff to galleries, never hearing back. Uh, you know, just to get people to look at your work is a struggle. And um That's a beat down on creativity. It is. I mean you just feel discouraged and you just and to go back in there and just keep making stuff is you know, it takes a lot out of you, but it's you know, but it's important to do that. And people need so little encouragement and they don't get it. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't take much, you know. Yeah. And it and it's so it it's it's so easy to give people encouragement. Where it's genuine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't think there's quite enough of that. Yeah, that's what really has like what's kept me going. You know, just here and there, just the smallest little thing. You know, you hang on to that, and you're like, okay, all right. 
somebody even if like I've been selling work, which is a new thing for me. That's to that's 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 got to be a good feeling. To yes, I mean finally some fruits from these these labors. Yeah, I mean I've been in the hole so long for making art, you know, just studio renting studios, you know, and every time every year and you do your taxes in New York and you know and you start doing it as you know the you know as a uh, freelance basically like that kind of a tax form doing it online the uh and at the end of the the thing it's like you know there's like every like big red letters or big numbers and letters come up and they're like you are losing money by your business is the are you sure you're you know you sure all the numbers are correct and like are you sure it's almost like being like are you sure you want to keep doing this <laughs> turbo tax like you don't like, yeah and you're like yeah yeah no that seed you want the right path yeah yeah like, shut up turbo tax yeah yeah, yeah. like this you, is like your third it. year losing money like a lot of money are you <laughs> did you know did you drop something on the keyboard because this is there's no reason you should be doing this three years in a row that's hilarious or whatever it is you know well don't listen to turbo tax yeah you know they may help us get our taxes done, but don't take a life advice from TurboTax. Um, I'm going to guess they're not one of your sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I permanently lost them as yeah. a potential sponsor. Yeah, Tax Act online though, they're great. Tax Act? No, I'm kidding. I just found uh, just as far as like a organization, I just was cleaning out my parents' uh, a bunch of my stuff from like undergrad is still at my parents' house and mm. like get it out of here. Mm-hmm. I just found a whole like plethora of paintings and drawings in like portfolios just under a bed. Mm. And there's probably like 200 drawings wow. that don't even, I th- thought they were just like memory, like weird dreams or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. and about 99% of them are terrible. Uh, but it's but just, that's how you start. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, it's like, I don't keep a diary and I was like, I can remember like where I was at when I made certain things. So it was kind of like a, so I was a bit late getting here because I was like nostalgically going through things and being like, oh, weird. I found some poetry I wrote in high school and it, it's so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Though. It's, it's cringing. Fun to, like, it, it, yeah. I'm not even sharing it with anybody. It's just in my own head. It's like, ah. Yeah. Where, where you got to look at it as, a, you know, as, as those awkward photos, you yeah. know, it's just like this was the time. It. Yeah. It's like I remember there was a period where I was doing, I found some of them. I was listening. This is like middle school, high school. Uh, I was listening to like, like the Counting Crows mm-hmm. and like Sarah McLachlan and and uh, just in a real, just, you know, just feeling all the things you can feel, you know, and just all my drawings were like in like wet charcoal, like charcoal and like like drips and like just sorrow and sadness and trying to like incorporate poetry into it and like only rhyming poetry, of course, you know. It is. But, uh, it's funny to look at those now, you know. Who was our seventh grade art teacher at Faraday? No idea. I don't remember really doing middle school art. I mean, like, or doing art in middle school. I don't. I, I remember making these charcoal figures, and they, and they were so dark, and they were so dramatic. And yeah, it just it looked stupid. But yeah, but, yeah. But I, I thought it was so intense. Or yeah, something. yeah. There's, I mean, the feeling was that's there. The, thing. the expression was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that articulating. Articulating emotion and articulating your thoughts, that's that's a skill. And it's hard work. Yeah. In whatever way you're doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a girl that sat next to me in a, in a typing class in mm-hmm. high school. And, you know, it was like it was sort of the area when, when, when goths was starting, you know, Marilyn Manson was had just came out or had been out for a couple of years. And, and uh, I was not that, you know, I was, um, you know, I... 
like I had a, a, a plaid like lunch bag that I like a reusable like mm-hmm. Eddie Bauer or something, you know. Yeah. So the opposite was great, and she I sat right next to her, and I remember her just <laughs> speaking of like a good form of expression. Is she? I remember her. She cut her finger with something, like stabbed it with a safety pin or something, and on purpose. Yeah, she right. was one. I guess she had a, like liked yeah. me or something, yeah. and then she drew in blood like a heart, a <laughs> piece of paper. And I've never been more turned on in my life. Wow. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but now I was so scared. I was like, oh, she's, you know, yeah, it's like looking into like a, a cave and being like, that's all I need. You know, that cave is spooky and I love it. <laughs> I'm excited by it, but I'm not, but I'm still a coward, you know, there's crickets and I don't know. So, but, uh, think- anyways, but that was a true form of expression. I was like, man, she believes in this and she's the, it's very clear, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that like the whole thing was there, the whole package, like this character's ready to go, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I, I, was it the same class with the typewriters at the end of building three <laughs> typewriters? Where, did you t- typing at blazer? Yeah. It was on a computer. Was, when I took typing at blazer, it was on typewriters. And our teacher's like S R space return. Yeah. Like, we had whiteout and, Oh, I don't know how what did you, building that was. Like, like you, you were learning how to how to use a keyboard. Yeah, it was typing. a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. We I don't know. We, Maybe I didn't take it till like senior year, and you is a slow transition in Kentucky. I, guess, I don't know. I don't know. That that must have been a huge revolution because that was at least a junior. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Ashland has a weird. It. I still think it's unique. There, there was. And it's probably like this everywhere, but and the personalities. I guess I, I I guess I. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but there was some weird nexus about Ashland that that's that had some. A lot of interesting people I knew. Yeah, and you know, I wonder if that's because everything's so new to you. You know, when you're growing up. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's. I'm. I'm just gonna guess it's everywhere that in, in, where everybody grew up, their own city feels that way to them. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I don't know. Everybody has interesting stories, and uh, yeah, and, and well, you broaden yourself a lot more. Um, I, I, I haven't lived outside of Kentucky for very long at all. Yeah, I lived in California for about six months. It didn't work. I got out there and uh, couldn't find the work I was looking for. The local economy, like Boeing, had just pulled out. Like the Long Long Beach, California local economy. Just oh, so you weren't going out there for the gold rush, because that typewriter story makes me think that maybe you're some kind of quantum leaper, and you've no, gone all I, around. I just I just, like, I, I just wanted to find computer yeah. system work. Yeah. I ended up getting like Craigslist jobs where I had to drive up to San Fernando Valley from Long Beach to like work at a camera store. It was, no. it, it, yeah. I mean, it was like a. Yeah. I, I remember sitting on the three hundred five. With a migraine, just wishing it was brain cancer so I could go home without shame. I mean, it was, it was that depressing. <laughs> it, man, that's such a... Commuting, what is it about commuting? Uh, the, so I would be running late for... Th- it's a similar thing. I'd be running late for things in New York and like not wanting to be in New York at all, but having to commute into the city or wherever, running late for, to, you know, for work to a job I didn't want to do. Uh, because it's not the, the real thing I wanted to be doing there, you know, like waiting tables in in Kipps Bay or whatever, and um, and thinking, 
terrible things like like oh I hope there's a a, a terrorist attack today. Mm. So I'm don't get in trouble for being late to my like serving job or whatever waiting tables or, and I'm like, you know I would think that but every time I'd be running late and you're because you're underground you can't text this you say you're late you don't know how late you're going to be I'm like oh I hope maybe there's just a terrorist attack today there's yeah. too many people you know you start getting like real dark you're like there's too many people anyways and and I'm sure a lot of people just want to go you know right. they just don't have the guts and or whatever you know it's like a terrible <laughs> thing but I'm like yeah but I never wanted it to be me because I just wanted to go home. Yeah. And you know, like, and eat a bagel or something. Or, yeah. um, That's but, a lot more comforting than waiting tables, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and having your leg blown off or something, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's fine. The dark, dark places your mind goes when you're just like, yes. you don't want to be doing something. We we, th- we we have those tendencies, and it's very it's very human. You know, well, you were asking, you know, about what my work is about and subject matter, and it it sort of. It ties into the, what we're talking about. Uh, like my work originally, grad school was, uh, I lost my brother just before I went into grad school. And uh, young, he was a younger brother, my younger brother. And um, so like all that work was about death. Uh, and still all my work is still, still about mortality, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, there's usually something lighthearted about it, which is sort of the way I've always dealt with things. But um, uh, there's like every day, you know, we're getting older, you know, I'll be 40 this summer. Um, I, in the shower, man, the shower, sh- shower thoughts, they're either great mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, get a lot of ideas for paintings and showers and, and things I want to work on. But then there's sometimes something real dark will happen. Like I was listening to, I put music on when I'm in the shower and I was listening to that Prince, like 1999 or whatever that song is. And mm-hmm. That was on and I was thinking about the lyrics of that. And uh, I was like, 1999, like he's talking about like how you know, partying and how 1999 was kind of far away, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, well, that's come and passed. And like, that was like a long time ago. And then I like, started just going down this thing. I'm like, I'm going to be dead in 10 minutes. Like, and then yeah. you start thinking things like, like, do I even need to wash this, my shin? You know what I mean? Like, is that a waste of time? I don't have a lot of time. I got to get out of here. Yep. Has my shin ever been dirty? Maybe twice? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's like what, like what am I doing here? And then you get out and you're like heating up some coffee in the microwave, and I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, what, a minute twenty or something, or I'm like, you know, I'll put it in for a minute twenty. I'm like, well, if you do one, one two zero, oh, or you could do like, you know, like eighty seconds. So that's well, that's one less button, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, like well, that's saving me a little bit, you know. Right. So I got another, I added a little, you know, that one press of the button. That's that adds up, and then you, you know. And then I go make a paint, you know, spend an hour. That's good. Well, that's that's good you focus that on something else. I think so many some we spend so much time obsessing about things that that don't matter instead of things that do. Yeah. Well I'm a big procrastinator, you know. Until like yeah. until I just explode and then I'm like and then once you do the thing, it's always it's always fine, you know. Yeah. You'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah, well there's something you know, anytime you do something that was hard. You know, I was talking about this with somebody about like being a vegan, uh, and and we were talking just like last night actually. We were talking about like being a vegan and how that you know a lot of people who are, they really try to like push that on you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and there was a comedian the other day I, who had, I had just I saw on TV who was talking about it. And there's he's like you know the reason we're I can't remember his name, but he was like I think the reason a lot of vegans he's vegan. He's like I think the reason a lot of vegans you know wear it on their 
shirt, you know, is because uh, like giving up cheese is a hard thing, and they want like to know that like I worked really hard, and it's really hard for me. And you want you know you want somebody to know the thing you did, you know. <laughs> your sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. And they, and your hard work. You know, giving up cheese. Yeah. So cheese, cheese is pretty great. Yeah. I don't know. So like maybe that's a thing. You know, it's just when you over anytime you overcome something you know that was like harder daunting thing you know you're gonna feel good about it because like you you put the effort in you know it's about putting the work in to anything yeah and and sometimes you put that out there and say hey look what i did and people are like nobody cares yeah that's like most of the time yeah right yeah yeah sometimes you pull it off but you just keep swinging at it and until something when you get in the zone and things are really resonating, that's 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 like the proximal place to be. Yeah, you know, it, it's fun being there when when things are clicking and making things happen. And yeah, when you're in that groove, in the groove, yeah. yeah, in the zone. Yeah, you know, I miss being there. Yeah, it's you know, it's rare when it happens, but when it when it happens, it's just a blur, and you're like, it's, it's so the exciting. best feeling. It's the best feeling. Yeah. 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 I had a, yeah, every now and again, I've been doing a lot of art residencies. Well, not a lot, but like three art residencies. What's that? Which is, uh, yeah, so it's a it's a thing you you apply to these things, and they're all throughout the country, throughout the world. And uh, it's basically a, a place, an organization, you know, somebody's house. A, a, they give you a space to work. Usually you have to pay something. Sometimes they'll give you a stipend if you, depending on the level of, you know, how big it is and if they get grants and stuff. But uh, it's a place you go and you just dedicate, you have the time basically and the space to just make art. They have them for writers, you know, they have them for, for painters and musicians and everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so it's something that I learned about in grad school. And uh, and some people just go, you know, bounce around to those. And... Uh, and then it just gives you the time to make, so like, you know, I did one in Vermont at uh, Vermont Studio Center. Um, somebody had recommended it. And uh, so I had a month in Vermont in March. And so it was a whole March, 2016. And the weather, it snowed every day. It was, you know, so you're indoors just painting. But I'm sure it was very pretty snow. It's beautiful. Not it was, like Ashland snow. It's no, like it was. Black in, yeah, yeah. Although they, the they call it like mud season because it's like it snows and it melts in the day yeah. and it's like mud. And But but yeah, it was beautiful. Um and then they, they all, a lot of times they'll bring in like guest lecturers uh, who are well known in the field, and and, and uh, they'll do studio visits. And but it really just gives you the time. So you, a lot of people make more work. I know I did. I made more work in that month than I would make in like two years in New York. Interesting. Because it's just not that you wake up. That place in particular provided all the meals for you, and so you just meet for meal time, and then and then go back to the studio and just paint and and uh, just think about having that freedom of you know all that time. Uh, but I did one there that was great, and then I did one in uh, Hot Springs, North Carolina, uh, which was amazing. That it was just like two weeks. That can be a very beautiful state. Yeah, so a lot of time I just walk around and uh, you get inspired by the people you meet in the environment. And so I always have like you know, landscape aspects to my work, a lot of it, and uh, and um, just going out and doing some plein air painting and you know, out and taking your paint out with you somewhere and just sitting and just having the time, honestly, to think and paint and listen to music or not listen you know just do anything you want really there's usually the ones i've done haven't there's been no some of them have like maybe a theme or a guy you know you have to donate a work to the place or you know i haven't done anything where it's been thematic i just make what i want and i never know what i'm gonna make i just go there and usually it takes about three days to sort of figure it out to get started and feel comfortable but 
but those have been great for me as far as creativity goes. That's a luxury people don't take advantage of that they can, yeah. that you can find in your commute or, you know, because it, it's something, someplace you go mentally. Oh yeah. And, it, it, it helps being surrounded by a beautiful landscape or, but you know, you can make that. You, it could be, you can create that with music or, you know, yeah. feng shui or, yeah. Know. I mean, meditation isn't, it's something I'm, have barely tried, but, uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten into Sam Harris a little bit, his guided meditations. Or yeah, well, having some either an app or something to guide you when you're mm-hmm. seems to be crucial for somebody like me or you know a lot of people. It's uh, just taking five ten minutes a day and just starting that way. I'd like to get Mark on here. You could talk about Mark. Oh, the, he's always on top of a mountain, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I see him, he's... yeah, you know, he, seems, he seems to be mountain climbing a lot. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool. I, that, that's something I, I I could never do, but uh, it it looks uh, it looks cool. Yeah, man. But I the, mean, but the meditation and the, um, that's that's a, that's something I'd like to talk about. Have some episode about. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm not practiced in any way, but mm-hmm. but um, but in a lot of ways, like painting out in nature feels like that. I never take when I go out and paint just in nature. Uh, I don't have. I never have headphones. I just listen. You know. Yeah, and everything affects. You know, there's bits of, you know, uh, you know, your painting will fall on the ground and get some d- dirt and things, and it's fine. You know, everything. It got it's connected. a little loose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, honestly, I remember those days, landscape painting. When I look at those paintings, those are like very specific days, and they're very special days for me. It's a whole different. I mean, it, the high I get from that. Built a connection. It really and, and is. That, you know, you know, uh, yeah, people get that from spirituality, and it's. I, I think you're along the same line of. Yeah. You're using the same neural pathway or something. Yeah, I'm imagine. sure there's some innate thing in us that mm-hmm. feels connected in that way. And dealing with, you know, sometimes like uh, I'll try to, you know, let myself be cold. You know, if I'm running errands, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I won't take a coat so that I just can like feel know what's how you feel anything yeah. at this point, please. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel anything. Yeah. 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 It's like that the other night. I was trying to get uh, move a bunch of stuff in the wet rain and i lost feeling my fingertips yeah i hate that i'm so ready for spring i had a lucky january global warming was kind of nice at least in january anyway <laughs> the, the world may catch on fire but it, but it was pleasant yeah. to have 65 degrees and yeah yeah it was about the same in nashville <laughs> we had a really warm january yeah yeah bizarre well it, it's it's concerning but uh it felt nice yeah. <laughs> what music are you listening to these days? Good question. You know, honest, it's, and I always say this, like when I have to do a talk or whatever. But the number one most thing I I play in the studio is Eminem, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> what? Feels <laughs> so. And I think I don't. You know, I tried to. I just paint the best to it, which I don't. I mean, I, I feel like. I think it's something about the the energy of it, and then the lyrically, it's. I mean, I, you know, I a girlfriend's annoyed by how much I, I I've tried to reel it in, you know, but yeah. how much I'm like, listen to this line, like listen to this, you know, because there's a freestyleness to. I mean, not his, not you know, his free, not freestyle He's very rapping, talented. but just like the wordplay, and it just there's always something new, some weird like double entendre to catch or something, and I'm like. I'm like, man, this guy's brain is just insane. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've heard it. Like, I've heard people. Somebody was talking about meeting him, 
uh, recently. They were talking about meeting him, and and th- and it was just like chatting, like they were just chatting for like an hour or something. And and he said that Eminem just was telling him a story, and then he just started like accidentally rapping almost, just went into telling. He's like, and it all made sense, you know. And right. And he's like, and he just like the way, you know. So there's something about it that keeps my brain like keeps me moving. Yes, and um, it certainly does. I, I, I got into him big in 1999, I suppose. Yeah, and I, it's, I remember being at a party and like somebody was like, "Play Eminem." I was like. That's not something I want to listen to at a party. That's something I want to listen to a, alone in the dark. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a weird thing. But aside from that, though, it's a, there's a lot of like, like a lot of Motown, old old Motown. I have a lot of yeah. I have a, uh, a record player in my studio, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'll listen to just records, uh, just go through those. But it's it's a lot of uh, there's Leon Bridges is great. He's sort of a throwback guy, um, doing some old like soul kind of vibe sam cookie you know sam cook stuff and uh and bob dylan like all you know like a lot of that it's sort of i don't really have a really genre you know, dylan. what's that dylan's always has, has been a perennial yeah for me yeah i mean a lot of i mean really it's lyricist for the most part though yes which um yeah. you know i think i don't know what it is about just something about the creativity i don't i mean i'll, I'll listen to jazz sometimes and classical is actually really good but but uh, I don't have any go-tos in that. It's just sort mm-hmm. of... What My, Miles Davis kind of blue. That's my jazz go-to. Yeah. I don't know much jazz besides that. Yeah. Um, Beethoven as far as classical. Um, you know, the, uh, I, the, the, those, are, those are two categories that I, that I appreciate, but just I, I, I found specific appreciations within those. Yeah. And I, I, I can't really venture that far out and get hooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, those mm-hmm. two, I mean, kind of blues just looks, you know, I such a classic that. album. But yeah, um, a friend of mine just told me, oh, Charlie Parker. I just got uh, one of his uh, LPs, and and that's it's sort of spans some years, so it's a collect, it's like a collection. But um, that's been playing lately. Uh, but mostly, I listen to podcasts. Um, when it's not music, it sort of depends on what I'm doing. I do a lot of building. I build my frames and everything, and mm-hmm. and so that stuff I can listen to. I, I listen to music because there's a lot of woodworking and power tools, and so I can't if I miss something in a podcast, mm. you know, it's like I have to rewind it or whatever. So it's so painting podcasts more so than than the woodworking stuff. I do a lot of woodworking, so you so. care to share what podcasts are on your? Oh yeah. Mostly comedy ones, like improv comedy, which I, th- I wonder mm-hmm. if that's like a similar thing as like lyrics that keep my brain, mo- you know, things that, are, that that I'm getting something from, something that's new, you know, non-predictable and it's not uh-huh. predictable when it's, so Comedy Bang Bang, huge okay. one for me. Okay. Um, uh, there was one called Spontanean Nation, which a lot of the people from from Comedy Bang Bang, it's all improv comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what else is there? The, uh a lot of uh, art ones, which there's one called I Like Your Work podcast, and they have like artists on there, and you just sort of get inspiration from hearing people's stories. You know, it's like it's like biographies. So anytime you read a biography, you get inspired by people's struggles. It's good to hear that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one called Art and Cocktails. Uh, these are just art podcasts uh, that have been really nice. Um, yeah, but mostly comedy podcasts, almost 100 percent as far as that. I definitely went through a comedy phase. Yeah, I I, I got Richard Pryor's box set, and then I just oh, yeah, expanded yeah. from there. Yeah, 
Like, I've, man, Richard Pryor was hilarious. I've, I've listened to every one of his albums like 20 times. Yeah, yeah. I have a he couple. Was so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I just heard the thing. I didn't know that him and Marlon Brando had a, like a maybe a love connection, which is very Marlon, exciting for me. Apparently, Marlon yeah. Brando did everybody. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Man, I didn't know. I was like, just I don't really know much about Marlon Brando, but I was just like, man. Stella! Yeah, that's, that's like all I know. So, but uh, well, I could have been somebody. I could have been a consensus. Yeah. Oh, child. Yeah. So th- those guys, and then um. Oh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I don't know if you listened to that one. Conan O'Brien is so funny. He, I mean, and, but just, I haven't paid attention to him since like the nineties. Yeah, I, I don't know where he's been. I, yeah. I, I don't have I don't have TV anymore. Yeah. It's a different side of him, honestly. You know, it's okay. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to check that out. I need. He's a still as sharp as ever. He's the funniest guy. Oh yeah. yeah. So what else do you have coming up? Yeah, um, I have. So yeah, there's a show up right now at Tim Faulkner Gallery in in Louisville. And there's also a bar connected to it, and so it's like a nice. So there's constant traffic through there, which is which is good. Uh, if art isn't your thing, you know. But um, that'll be up till March third, uh, and then in May I have a solo show at a Red Arrow Gallery, which is in Nashville. Um, they represent me for Tennessee, so uh, a great gallery. It's a, such a great space. Um, so I'm excited about that. I have. About two months to get that show together. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that'll keep me busy, you know? And uh, and I'm just making work all the time, so. Well, good for you. Yeah, just don't stop. But, um, yeah, I don't know, it's fun. It, uh, uh, the weird thing is, is, being in Nashville has given me so much time to, to paint. Uh, I'm, like, more productive every year, which is, uh, you know, there was a period where I wasn't mad make. You know, only I only have maybe three pieces a year, you know, or something that I that I would feel comfortable showing, and just having the time. Nashville's really given me that. And my studio's a detached garage out back, mm-hmm. so just the commutes, walking across the yard, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's been amazing just to have that space. And uh, yeah, I just I don't know, it's it's been a blessing to have that's awesome. that space in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. It's nice you found that. And oh yeah, it's, things are yeah. popping for you right now. It's yeah, cool. yeah, I'm excited. Well, I know you need to get back on the road. I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, so, it's a pleasure. Uh, uh, this has been a. Uh, it's been good. It's been good to see you. Good to see you too. It's been nice to catch up and yeah, and educate me about the art world. That, yeah, that I wasn't a, that I knew. Right yeah, 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 yeah. I know a lot more about it now. All right. And I've got some 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 things to Google later on. All right, that, that's always always write down things I need to Google. I make notes of things I want to Google and check out. Yeah, so. yeah. But um, to check out two girls fifty cups because of the control. Is that work safe? <sighs> well, it depends on what your job is, I guess. <laughs> uh, just the control. Spreading it out over forty, that many cups, you know, remarkable human that body, is, right? Wow! And that's why I paint people. <laughs> that yeah. one video inspired me. Well, it's been awesome, and uh, thank you for listening, our listening audience, uh, this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you've decided to download and listen to this podcast. Uh, we hope to bring you more um, interesting, odd, reflective. 
personalities that uh, share some audience into their broadened insight into a different way of looking at the world. That's what we try to do here at oddreflections.com. So I'd like to very much thank my guest, Mr. John Paul Kessling. Remember to check out him at Instagram. His Instagram is at John Paul Kessling. That is K-E-S-L-I-N-G. And S. it's John. Just as a heads up, it's there's an H in there. It's a, at the beginning. It's silent. And then there's another H after the O. Hard H on that one. Okay, you've confused the fuck out of me. Let me grab your business card. There's no two H's. What yeah, are you I don't know. Now, see, you've, you you were leading people off. Well, it's the, I'm going to organize some um, broader collection of the minds. You know, keep this, uh, keep the lines of communi- communication open. Yeah. I, I think people are too closed off these days. Yeah. We'll make uh, it happen. Uh, afraid to, to, to express themselves and. Um, and then I, 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 I don't want to keep you any longer. It's been nearly an hour and, um, I didn't get a wink of sleep last night. No, oh, thanks for having I'm me. I'm running out of brain space. Yeah, you're good. But it, but it's been great. Yeah. And I appreciate it. So nice to see you. All right. I'll see you soon. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Have a good night.